Alright, hi. Hi guys. Did you miss us? Yeah. Guess who it is? It's Carol. And it's Stephanie. Wow. What's going on? How's life? How's life? How's life? Whole lot of yeah, things. The, the listeners, not you, Carol. I don't think about your life. Um Nope. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she just looked at me like, okay, bitch. Um Yeah, guys, so what's going on? How is uh, summer going? It's still summer, so... Yeah. It's going very boring for me. I didn't go to the beach once this whole summer. Last summer, I didn't go to the beach. This summer, I didn't go to the beach. I'm so upset. I love the beach. I hate the beach. No. Why? Because it sucks. That's why. No, I'm not going to get into it, specifics, because I'm going to sound like such an asshole, but I just can't. Nuh-uh. And this is... Sunny Florida, I hate it. I hate it. This, oh my god, I, I cannot, I cannot explain with words how much I hate summertime here. No, 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 no. no. Really? Yeah. I love the summer. Yeah, it's good if you're like in your house in the AC, but the moment you step out, it's a no thank you for me. Mm mm. Yeah, no, I um don't turn on my AC at home. I actually had my friend over yesterday, and I was like, I'm so sorry, like, you want to hang mm-hmm. out in the living room, because there's an AC there, because I didn't even, like, install my AC unit. What? And, yeah, I spent the whole summer with no AC, just, uh, my fan, and it gets pretty hot here in Boston, but I don't mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's bad here is about, like, it's the humidity and sun and... Yeah, it got Oof. pretty humid, but the problem is here... We only have about three-ish months of, like, mm-hmm. really hot weather, yeah. so I try to, like, enjoy it while I can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would feel the same if I was, like, in the heat, yeah. like, 12 months of the year. Now, here it's, like, so. six months of, like, constant heat. Heat and sucks. But then it gets a little better, like, in fall and stuff. It's But even, like, I mean, it will start getting better, but, like, I'm not even going to say sip. Maybe, like, by the end of September, it gets a little, like, Better. not miserable. It's not cold, but it's just not miserable, you know? And then the winter mm-hmm. time is amazing. Winter Wonderlands, Florida is great. But it's... Yeah, the, see, yeah. <laughs> my life is miserable from... Miserable. 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 Yeah. there's a bro. Uh, <laughs> miserable. Miserable. From, miserable. Oh, my God. Miserable. Let me Miserable. <laughs> From, um, from, like, the end of November until the end of March, because it's, like, so cold, <laughs> and, like, it snows, and I gotta shovel, and I gotta drive mm-hmm. in the snow, and I gotta watch out so I don't slip and fall, and it's just awful, so. So, welcome to Susperia, the true weather podcast. This is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weather brought to you by the Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So, I am Stephanie. I think I might have said it. Yeah, I think you think I said might have it. said it already. Yeah. If you can hear people being ratchet in the background, I fucking asked everyone in my household to shut the fuck up <laughs> or speak lower so they cannot be heard. But apparently, that is very difficult for them. I know what she's talking about. If you guys hear, like, thumping and it sounds like the world is ending, it's just people going up the stairs, because my clo- my pot closet is under the stairs, so, yeah. yes. 
I'm dealing it's like with that. Harry Potter room. Just like you Harry Potter. You should call it your Harry Potter room. Yeah, just like Harry and Potter. And you should decorate it with Harry Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. I have, I have some Harry Potter I have, like, the... I have, like, a Ravenclaw, um... How the hell do they call it? A scarf? I'm not Ravenclaw. Which one is Ravenclaw? The blue one. The what smarts. Oh, I always liked the green one because they were equal. Yeah. I am a Hufflepuff. Yeah. But I didn't want to wear yellow, so I was like, yeah, Ravenclaw. And I got it because it was cold. How do I find out I'm going to... How do I find out my ho- Hogwarts? Mm, no. Oh, there's a website. The Sorting Hat. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see, guys. Um, Carol's going to fast forward through this. <laughs> Will but, oh, I? No, just kidding. Uh, join your Hogwarts house. Oh, no. They, they're trying to get me to create an account. No, that, that, that's that's like, I think, a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, this sorting quiz will tell mm-hmm. you which Hogwarts... Guys, have I ever told you guys that um, it took me forever to get into Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah. So I was like... When I was little, when the books came out, I was really into, like, horror movies. Mm. I was like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> that's for little kids. I'm not about that life. Yeah, like, meanwhile, I was, like, seven. I'm like, mm. that's for babies. I like horror movies. So I only, like, really got into the movies when, um, what's the one where Edward, um, died? Edward from Twilight. Mm, that's the one that's where the one the, 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 the uh, cup, the, the thing where... Yeah, the Goblet of Fire. I'm gonna say it's the third one. one. No, no, it's not the third one. It's the fourth. The fourth one. I haven't watched it so long. It's been a while. That's when I was like, oh, maybe this is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I have all the books, and I've never read them. I I have never read them either. But I mean, it's I got into it, um, like growing up. When I was a kid, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think I never knew it was a book. I don't know. I just watched the movies and I liked it. And then I got back into it um, when I moved here, cause everything was like you know universal, and it, there was like the the Harry Potter parts of the park, and they are amazing, and I yeah. love them. And I was like, yes, this is my life basically, and it's great. I look it. I I look it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, like I plan on reading them to my kids, mm-hmm. so me and my kids are gonna experience it at the same time. <laughs> So Sound good. We were like, wow, buddy, this is lit. Actually, no, I'm not going to call it son, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. Because I think that's so stupid. I hate when people are like, here, buddy, let's go, buddy. Oh, buddy. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Are you doing the quiz? I'm doing the quiz. The Fear okay. of Hogwarts. What's a howler? Is that an owl? Mm-hmm. It's your fifth year at Hogwarts, and you've just received a howler from your parents. What? A letter. Huh. Oh, okay. Yes, the, the the owl letters. You know the 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 thing in the movie that's like the package and it's like a bug, ugly sweater. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many questions are in this? There's my nephew crying because his dad left. You should be glad, baby. Be glad. Um, hmm. I'm only allowed a pet. Which one do I bring? Owl, cat, or toad? I feel like an owl would be easier to take care of, so mm-hmm. that's because I'm lazy. It says I'm all the things, so I just spent 50 hours taking this to say, you're 29% Hufflepuff, 28% 
Slytherin, 23 Gryffindor, and okay, you, this is stupid. Which one is the most, the, the bigger number? Hufflepuff. Oh, so you're both Hufflepuffs then. No, but I want to be the green one. No, this that is too bad. One. Well, but I, t- <laughs> listen, that quiz means nothing. I'm the green one. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let's start the podcast. Yes, we should. Okay, so on this, on today's podcast, aside from taking Harry Potter quizzes. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is not the po- <laughs> what we're doing today. Yes, um, this uh, episode is about a very, very... Not he isn't as famous as he mm-hmm. used to be back in the day, but he was a famous thief in Brazil. Mm-hmm. He was actually not Brazilian, but he moved to Brazil from Italy, mm-hmm. and his name was Gino Meneghetti. Yeah. So believe it or not, there's not gonna be any deaths here on this episode. Nuh-uh, not for us, not for us at all. Nope. Yeah, but nope. I mean it's a break from the bad things we've been talking about in the past few episodes. You know. Just a non-death episode. We we treat ourselves to one of those once in a while. So, it's great. Yes, exactly. And this episode is a great um, eye-opener to all of our Brazilian listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any. But all of you that have an Italian last name and think that you are the prince of Italy, guess what? Your great-grandfather was also a thief, probably, because only poor immigrants and people in need moved to Brazil. Mm -hmm. So next time you think you're the shit because your last name is Schmidt, remember this. Okay. Schmidt is not Italian, though. It's German, but... Isn't it it Jewish? They're all... I think it's German. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's something that people in Brazil that are white pass and think that it's great. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so Gino Meneghetti. What am I saying? I don't know. I'm I'm putting the Brazilian accent on it because I don't know how to. It's I don't want to be offensive. No, I'm not. I'm not yeah. that. No, thanks. So he was an Italian immigrant who moved to Brazil in 1913 at the age of 35, who became one of the most notorious. <laughs> Notorious criminals in the history of our green country. Newspapers at the time um, named him the good robber and the greatest robber in Latin America. How nice. He also earned the name of Roof Cat because of his ability to re- easily run away from crimes through the roof. Yes. Oh, I love this already. So, <laughs> <laughs> so many today have forgotten about his tricks and crimes. In fact, most of the general population of Brazil doesn't even remember him at all. So that's kind of sad. Not sad because um, he was a good person, but because he played a big role in the history of the state of... Drumrolls? Sao Paulo! Yes, we're at it again! <laughs> Home of all the evil, including Carol. <laughs> and the good um. robbers, the only good thing that we have, apparently. So, Gino Amleto, Amleto Meneghetti was allegedly born on July 1st, uh, 1878. I wrote 1978, but it's 1878. Um, I say allegedly because birth records back then weren't 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. But um, the year is accurate, but the mm-hmm. day is not very, yeah. So anyway, he was born in a fisher village around Pisa, Tuscany. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was a sand, yes, a sand transporter. So let me just ask you, how does a town need someone to transport 
sand. Someone's got to do it. What is the purpose of sand? I don't think building sand. people build things I, with but, sand, don't they? Not with sand, but using use sand to build things. Yeah, but like, okay, that sounds like a useless job if you ask me. Making mountains, um, mounts at the uh, I don't know, at the Arno River, as you can river no at Arno. he was a sand transporter at the Arno River. As you can imagine, transporting sand isn't a very lucrative business, so Angelo, his father, got a job in a tile factory about three miles away from Pisa, where he moved to with his family. So mm-hmm. they moved all the kids and wife to, like, closer to the factory or whatever. It was then that Gino started hanging out with a group of boys around his age who would commit small petty crimes, typically stealing fruits, chickens, and objects that weren't of high value so mm. they just did it for fun so Menegeti was arrested for the first time at the age of 11 and was sent to a corrections facility for three days so the way they described it it sounded like a boarding house mm. but you know those boarding houses that are for bad kids mm. you know what I'm talking mm. about I don't know the name of that in in English but it's like a boarding house for bad kids yeah. where yeah. they have to like turn them around and we'll fix your kid house let's call it that yeah they're probably just gonna beat mm-hmm. them um so he goes back to school but the good behavior doesn't last very long as he's arrested once again at the age of 13 following that he's arrested several times for theft like El Tila, mm-hmm. he's outraged at his own social status and with the repression coming from authority figures he then becomes known in the eyes of police because he yeah. was arrested so many times. So, having another change of mind, he goes back to school and becomes a mechanic and blacksmith. Did he become or did he study to become? Yeah, that's what he did after okay. school. So, so he, um, he was studying for that. Yeah. So, after saving some money, he moves to France where he moves into one of his uncle's house who um, owns a restaurant in Marseille. So, once again, he is arrested, but now for illegal gun possession and sent to some Pierre prison in fucking Versailles. Fucking Versailles! <laughs> yes, yes, guys, let me tell you. <laughs> I am so obsessed with Versailles, the TV show. <laughs> I am so obsessed with that fucking <sighs> show. And it's great, and Netflix needs to upload the fucking episodes of season three mm-hmm. so I can die and go to heaven. <laughs> and Versailles is amazing if you haven't watched it. Literally, I've never wanted to go to France until I watched Versailles. Oh and that's the only place in France that I want to go to. Dude, going to okay. France is, like, my dream. I almost went once, but then... Really? Yeah, let me t- let me tell you guys that story. All right, sit down. Okay. okay. I It was 2012. Carol was a beautiful 15-year-old who had dreamed all her life of going to effing France, right? And Paris and all the things. And we, it was finally going to happen. How exciting. I was so happy. I was so happy that... You, you guys know um, that um, Nintendo video game console, the Wii? Yeah. You know? And you know that game, Just Dance? That you dance? Yes. Yeah. I managed to injure myself while dancing Just Dance. Oh, yes. God. My, uh, my knee bent sideways while I was dancing <gasps> a fucking... I think it was like Jonas Brothers fucking song. And I didn't go to France because of that. Yeah. Oh, I had to wear tragic. like a knee brace. I still have knee problems. I'm gonna record someday um, what it sounds like 
if I go upstairs, you know, if I go like up some stairs, my knees crackle like fucking um, pop rocks. So yeah, I still have. Oh my mm-hmm. god! And yeah, I, I'm I'm still gonna go there. You guys can mark my 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 words. My, my words. I'm still gonna go there. But yeah, it's yeah. I was so upset. I've never never wanted to go to France. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to go to England as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I even applied <laughs> for college there, but I didn't mm-hmm. go through with the application. No. But um. Yeah. I literally yeah. have a Mona Lisa like hanging in my room, like my wall. Oh. Yeah. No, it's like my my aunt. She went there like when she didn't, was it her. I think it was her honeymoon. She went there, and she brought like from the Louvre, and it's like a, a life size tiny Mona. Lisa. And it's great. Oh my god, I love it. Anyways, back to the story. Where were we? Uh. Yeah. So by the age of twenty, he is deported. Woohoo! To Italy. Where he is drafted into the military, woohoo! In uh, orders, in order to get out of the draft, he pretends to be insane. Oh my god! And is examined by psychiatrist Eugenio Tanzi and di- diagnosed as mentally ill. It says alienated, but I don't think that's very accurate. Between um, 1905 and 1910, he's sent to several Italian asylums, where the doctors label him as morally crazy and mentally alienated. How? Oh my god! Yeah, so how they, bad do you want to get out of it? They the use that term. They use that term, alienated yeah. all the time, and I'm like, what? What is that even supposed mm-hmm. to mean? So I was like, what? I didn't know how to translate it. Yeah, alienated. I accept it. So by the time the 20th century began, Minigachi was a professional thief with a big rap sheet. He was last convicted in Pisa, and after serving time, he decided to move to Brazil. Where he had relatives at. Yeah. Wow. He arrived at the Santos port on June 25th in 1913 aboard the Italian ship Tommaso di Savoia. I wonder if I had relatives that came with him. I should have done some research. Dude, sidebar. I, you know how they have Mm Ancestry.com? They have like a Ancestry.com world version where allegedly you can't find out information about people from other countries. And I put my name in, and they didn't find anything about me. But I really want to, like, dig into my roots Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, so my great-grandpa came here from here. But I feel like the records, especially in Brazil, were Mm -hmm. so poorly kept that I'm never going to find out anything. I mean, what's what's um, easy about looking for ancestry and stuff is that you have the entry records, like the immigration records. And those are pretty safe yeah. to look at, but I don't know. But you have those here, but not in Brazil. No, they do. Ancestry. No, not. In I mean, not maybe not ancestry. Maybe I need to wait. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I want to wait a little bit until I do like a DNA thing like that, because I've read a lot about people like selling your information and stuff, your genetic stuff. So I'm like, I'm just waiting until like more laws get passed, so my DNA's safe and warm and somewhere, not like sold some. So not only that, but my friend, she is like a scientist, mm-hmm. and she works in like a lab or something, and she was telling me that their pool of candidates is not very broad, mm-hmm. so the results are not very accurate, because mm-hmm. they only like they only take I don't know, let's say twenty people from Mexico. No. And 20 people from, I don't know, China, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how they determine 
Yeah. So, I mean, I heard they... Yeah, I don't know if I it's heard true, they, but... the, they do it with people that are, like, with no um, miscegenation. You know what I mean? So it's, this person in this family has always been from here, you know? But I don't know if yeah. that would make you more or less accurate, you know? Because, like, it's... It's like, okay, you you have some European ancestry, alright, but, like, there's a lot of immigration back and forth right there, you know? Like, how do you know exactly where you're from, you know? Then the percentages. Yeah, someday I will be able to afford a vacation that is longer than two <laughs> weeks, and I want to go to, like, where my grandparents were born, mm-hmm. and, like, try to find the birth records for them, and then mm-hmm. look for the birth records for their parents, and so on and yeah. so forth. So... So, um, back to Malagachi. Um, at the age of 35, he had been on the Interpol list before he arrived in Brazil. There was a dis- <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. At the age of 35, he what had- What are you laughing at? No, wait. Why are you Interpol. laughing Interpol. Like, it's fucking- <laughs> It's a- I know. Yeah, okay. So, at the age of 35, he had been on the Interpol list, and before he arrived in Brazil, there was a dossier sent by the authorities in Italy to Brazilian ones, describing him as a dangerous individual, sentenced for several crimes against property and violence, violence against public force officials. Oh, that means, like police. So it's like police yeah. officers. Well, public force sounds awful. Yeah, but that's how they describe the police back yeah. then. It also stated that in 1912, he was sentenced to 18 months in jail for attempted rape. All right, now he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. In the meantime, Gino was living with his aunt in Sao Paulo, and he meets Conceita Tovani in a restaurant that that he was a regular at. Her uncle is the restaurant owner, Olimpio Giusti, and didn't approve of the relationship. And of course, Menegeshi decided that the most reasonable thing to do was to kidnap her. Yay. He would eventually marry her. What the fuck? And have five children with what? With her. The t- Only two of these children survived to adulthood. Oh. Sparta. Sparta. Guys, there's a very famous singer in Brazil. His name is Lenini. And this guy's name is Lenini. I just thought it was very interesting. Spartaco and Lenini. Spartaco. One of the other kids' names was. So, like, that's probably like Hercules. I don't know. Hercules. Hercules. Hercules the Shut up! Oh my god. He started working as a mason, but soon lost that job after he had a fight with the general contractor and threw a bucket of quicklime on the guy's face. What a guy. Yeah. So it was then that he focused once again on being a criminal. This time, he was a robber. <laughs> His first relevant robbery was to Casa Sahli, which was a traditional international gun store. He broke in through the basement, broke the hardwood floors, and got into the storage room. He took the most valuable guns that were also those of the highest Mm -hmm. quality. Police were worried about the future illegal gun trade and soon found out who had committed Mm -hmm. the crime. Arrested on March 31st, 1914, he's sentenced to eight years and sent to to the loose prison. Mm -hmm. He's known as a poorly behaved prisoner who frequently got punished and was even sent, sent to solitary confinement. 
which was just an mm-hmm. empty well. So solitary was literally like an empty well, and they would just Good. throw the guy in mm-hmm. there and be like, peace, bitch. No. Yeah, can you imagine that? Awful. Yeah. It was in that well that he employed one of his first unusual escapes. <laughs> he climbed through the walls of the well, <laughs> forced the pig iron lid open, and ran into the streets of Sao Paulo naked, hungry, and unafraid. So it was literally like the ring. Remember when the girl, Samara? Yeah, that was literally him. Oh my god, this is amazing. So he's chased by police for years and uses several aliases. So they had like a list of all his aliases, but I didn't think that was relevant. Um, he travels through the southern part of Brazil and establishes himself as a business owner in Curitiba. Later, he goes through Porto Alegre, Florianópolis, and even crosses the border into Montevideo and Buenos Aires, where he too commits robberies. After catching the attention of authorities, like, outside of Brazil, he returns to Rio Grande do Sul, and on July 24, 1914, he goes to the authorities in order to get a new ID card. Not only does he get that, but he also gets an affidavit from the police stating that he's a good citizen. <laughs> so. so, returning to the southeast, where São Paulo is, when he goes through Juiz de Fora, That's in Minas Gerais. he carries with him jewelry and 20 pontos de reis, which is an extremely high amount of money um, for that time. He was arrested in Rio and pretends to be crazy again and so he's sent to the hospital for the alienated which you know what the fuck is up with the people and alienation like seriously on november um, 14th 1919 with a warrant for his arrest he is transferred transferred to, to the juiz de fora jail jail running away um only six days later <laughs> it's fucking ted bundy like he ran away <laughs> yeah. yeah like one second after he gets arrested, mm-hmm. like, peace and sleeps. Yeah. So, returning to Sao Paulo, he he now goes by the name of Menachi Minichechi, most generic Italian name he could find, right? <laughs> yes. And he settles into the Bishiga um, neighborhood with his wife and two sons, thinking that he'd be safe from the police. Of course, there's no police in the Bishiga, of course, right? Wait, is Bishiga a bad place? I mean, it's like, I don't know back then. Why but... do I associate Bishiga with food? <laughs> every time I read the name of Bishiga that place. Bishiga means balloon, doesn't it? Yeah, no, but every yeah. time I read the name of that place, though, I think yeah. about food. I, I, I honestly don't remember. Sao Paulo has, like, way too many neighborhoods. But, I mean, I know Bishiga's, like, towards the center of the town. And that makes sense because um, back then, at that time, Sao Paulo was... All of it was, like, the center. You know, it didn't expand that much yet. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's, like, the middle of town. You know, it, I don't think it's, like, in yeah. suburbs or anything. So, I would imagine that that is, like, some kind of police in there. So, yeah. So, while at Bishiga, he led an intense crime life, robbing houses and businesses, breaking into safe and safes and taking jewelry, and he would also um, rob luxury mansions... At, on the Brigadeiro Luiz Antonio, Angelica, and Paulista Avenues. Those are the tri- the big ones, those three. And they are still really nice places to live. Like the, I think probably one of the most expensive um, pieces of real estate that we have. Um, his strategy hardly ever changed. He would always rob his own 
Rob on his own and never stayed more than five minutes in each house. In order to figure out which houses were empty, he would found um, he would watch their garages and write down the license plate numbers of each vehicle. Later, he would walk by and check if any of the cars were parked there. Two things made him a legend. One, he only robbed very rich ones without harming the victims and escaped unscathed. The second thing that contributed to his fame was the fact that the news vehicles at the time didn't really have an interesting news to report on. The fame backfired though because since he was constantly on the newspapers, he was very well known by the public. The police felt pressure to catch him no matter what it took. So yeah. Yes. Always a media frenzy. I don't think we mentioned that enough on the podcast, but I think most of the cases that we covered, you know, the nicknames, the the whole, like, the lot of sensationalism on top of it, and even, like, you know, pictures of bodies and stuff. The the less Brazilian one that we had, the the little girl, there's, like, pictures of her burned body, like, yeah. on the newspaper. Like, it is a media frenzy, you know, that gets on top of those cases, and yeah. Because of that, yes. we have a podcast now, so, you know, who's laughing? Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm laughing now. Sorry. <laughs> you said you was laughing, and I immediately started laughing. <laughs> okay, this is no laughing matter, Stephanie. Um, on April 3rd, 1926, the local police department executed a search warrant at the Menegeci household, which was located at 31 Abolisão Street. Do you know where that is, Abolisão Street? I have no clue. Okay. There they found two suitcases full of jewelry, money, guns, and documents. Gino managed to run away, but his wife was arrested. <laughs> the children were put under the custody of relatives. He then starts to write letters to newspapers, editors, challenging the police. His new hiding spot is at 117 Jolie Street, and he continues to rob. Oh, no. And the this is, this is up, the fucking, um, Jack the Ripper, but... Gino no, it's be... like uh, Zodiac. Yeah, the Zodiac, too. that too, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so the police sets up a new scheme to catch him, which ends up being one of the biggest the city had seen until then. They mobilize the fire department, the public force, and the civil guard, setting up a trap at the house where Gino's sons were living. According to the police reports from them, the robber felt trapped and shot several times, mm-hmm. injuring police commissioner Valdemar Doria. Mm-hmm. He ran to the roof, and from <laughs> from the roof, he shouts at the top of his lungs to the cops and the crowd on the streets. Okay, I cannot speak Italian. Okay, and I, I speak a little Italian, so I'll try my best. I'm sorry, Italian, European, whatever listeners. But okay, go. Yo sono Meneghetti, il Cesare, non di San Paolo. So that means, I am Meneghetti, the Caesar, the Nero of San Paolo. Ah. Oh my god. God. He's so humble. (laughs) Okay. So after spending the afternoon and the evening jumping from roof to roof um, on the neighborhood around the Guzmoy Street, he's arrested on June 4th at 25 Andrade Street. Andrade's is a very famous street, right? In Sao Paulo? Andrade's? I think so. Or am I. Maybe that's in Belo Horizonte. Well, whatever. Uh, he's found with uh, some ammunition, a Smith & Wesson thirty two revolver. Mm-hmm. He's also forced to reveal well where he was hiding, where um, 
the jewelry he had stolen and all the equipment he used in order to like break into houses are apprehended by the police mm-hmm. apprehended by the police Minigachi is sentenced to 43 years, 2 months, and 10 days in jail. Mm. And later, it will be commuted to 25 years. Mm. Um, the jewelry mysteriously disappears in the police department, never to be seen again. Mm. So, mysteriously, obviously the cops took the jewelry. And, okay. Anyway. Alright, so as a punishment for the death of the Doria guy, and even if he is um, denying the crime, he alleges that um, the bullet that kills the guy was a caliber thirty-eight, and um, his um, revolver was a thirty-two. So um, Minigachi, he spends 18 years inside of a cell, and it is... Uh, like bulletproof and everything and people they describe it as a literally like a cage you know like an animal cage so yeah on the Karunjiru um, prison which we had we've had some people that are there right now right mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah I don't know who exactly no but they're not they've been there the hmm? park maniac he was there yeah. Karunjiru doesn't exist anymore it doesn't exist anymore. Don't you remember? No, it was torn. We cut this out. Okay. So, okay, um, he was... He became kind of like a curiosity in the prison, and he was visited constantly. And one of those co- occasions, he um, would cream, Yo sono uomo. So, it, I'm a man, basically. Um, and he would, like, become really agitated. And two... A man come agitated like that makes any sense. And to calm him down, yeah. the guards would, you know, of course, keep him in solitary confinement with no food. That calms a person down, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he was released in um, January seventeenth, seventeenth, nineteen forty-five, and he um, would spend only sixty days out of jail. From then, his life becomes a succession of imprisonment and escapes. So, in, still in 1945, he sp- is um, arrested for a homicide attempt, and he spent seven years in jail. He gets out in 52, and two years later, in 54, he um, tries to um, rob a house in the Villa Mariana um, neighborhood, which I think is also really nice. Of course, he only chooses nice houses, so it says enough. So he was arrested. He gets uh, he spends three more years in jail, and he is liberated in um, October fifteenth, nineteen fifty nine. How old is he then? Oh, like sixty. Yeah. Huh. Like really old. Mm-hmm. March third, um, nineteen sixty. He uh, earns like a little newspaper stand. From the government on the um, corner of Juan Ador Bueno with Avenue de Piranga, which probably like a good spot. But I didn't know those news- newspaper stands were government issued. Why did the government give him anything? Oh my god, sidebar, newspaper stand. The first and only time I ever skipped class, it was in fourth grade. <laughs> so my sister would um, walk me to school. Mm-hmm. And 
she walked me to school and she was like, okay, see you later, have a nice day at school. And I didn't do my homework and my teacher, so teachers here, they don't really like yell at you, mm-hmm. but like my teachers in Brazil, they like would flip their shit mm-hmm. on students and like really scream yeah. at us. So I was like, I didn't do my homework and I know if I go to class, my teacher is going to yell mm-hmm. at me and I'm not sick, so my sister's not going to let me stay home. So my sister walked me to school. I walked, sort of walked into school, then I turned around, and, like, I sat by a newspaper stand, Mm -hmm. and I bought, like, a comic book magazine, and I just sat there for the whole day of school. Mm -hmm. Like, and this was, like, right across the street from my school. So I was like, okay, like, I got away with it, whatever. So I did my homework. Next day I went to class, and my teacher goes, "Uh, Stephanie, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah, sure, what's going on? And she goes, were you sitting at the newsstand yesterday? And I was like, me? No, I was sick. I didn't come to class. Mm-hmm. She goes, I think I saw you sitting right there, like right across the street from school. And I was like, oh, no. no, I didn't. And she was like, okay, I'll let it slide for now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> like the one time I try to skip school, I go across the street and literally just sit there. Idiot. I haven't skipped like a whole day of school. I mean, I have pretended to be sick, of course, but I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't like. I think I skipped like one class, like in the bathroom. Because, dude, one of the schools I used to go to, they had like a. It was almost like a hangout area in the bathroom. They could just sit. It was like huge, huge bathroom. And it wasn't like a tile floor. It had like. I mean, it was a really nice bathroom. I kind of miss it. And just sit there and like. Nobody would, like, rat you out, of course. And if you're quiet enough, like, people, they wouldn't know, you, they wouldn't know you're there. So, yeah, just sit there, like, yeah, hey, what's up? And people go to the bathroom. And then, you know, when the bell rang, people go in and just go out with people. And, yeah, that was, I, I've done that yeah. multiple times, but not, like, you know. No, I've never done that. You know what people used to do at my high school? Because, like, the first year of my high school here, they were, like, renovating the building. So you sort of, like, had to go, like, for certain classes. You had to get out of the old building and go through, like, a walkway that was technically, like, on the street and get into the new building. Mm -hmm. So people would just, like, go through the walkway and walk out of school and not come back. (laughs) But I was, like, I was always terrified of doing that because I was, like, what if security sees me? Because I was always a chicken. I was always, like, I don't want to get a job. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Okay. In the next four years, he was arrested two or three more times. Um, like, on the night of September 22nd, 1964. Ooh, my mom was born, so this matters. <laughs> um, when he was caught ca- carrying jewelry valued at around 150,000 cruzeiros. So, the thing with Brazil is, our currency has changed mm-hmm. a million times. Mm-hmm. It, like, the current currency has only been around since 1994. Mm-hmm. That's why we always, like, have to, like, say, like, yeah. different words for currency, but Cruzeiros was a type of mm-hmm. currency. He's uh, released on December 23rd, 1966, at the age of 78, and he goes to live mm-hmm. with his kids in the Vila Guarani neighborhood. In that same year, he complains to Mayor José Vicente Faria Lima that his... His newsstand was uh, abandoned while he was in prison. So not only is like he's a robber and yeah. like a criminal, he got a free newsstand and he's complaining about shit. <gasps> so <laughs> he is surprised by police again 
on February 1968, trying to rob a house. So 1968, he was 80. Like, how the fuck? So he fled to the roof, but luck was no longer the same because one of his heels broke the tile. So he fell into the bathroom of a residence and was caught. He remained oh. in prison for a year, but does not uh, resist, and he tries a new trick. Mm. He's once again arrested, and he's resigned his condition and declares to the delegate, not the delegate, he declares to the sheriff, mm-hmm. right? The, the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah. It's, it isn't possible to be a good robber without having the ears working well. Mm-hmm. I think I need to retire because oh. he couldn't hear well anymore. <laughs> so because of his advanced age, they don't press charges mm-hmm. and he's freed. That's like the best time to be a <laughs> robber, sounds like. Exactly. Okay. So on the beginning of the 70s, when they get you... <laughs> gets back at it on the press. This time, he is transformed in a charming anti-hero. He um, becomes to be treated as a symbol, like a romanticized symbol of uh, original robber, uh, really like a loner and a different um, person from, um, you know, his peers. So because this was the last um, kind of attention he got from the press, this was kind of immortalized, and he became known as that kind of person. The way that he was portrayed. The, you know, romanticized um, version of what he really was. So there's no kidnapping his wife there, there's no you know, calling his son Lenini. there's... <laughs> that thing is out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, on October 1975, there's a rumor that Minigechi was dead, and that is, you know, boiling in every kind of newspaper. Really, he was just um, suffering some kind of complications, um, heart-wise, and he was, uh, he was committed, committed? Yes, he was committed to the hospital, um, somebody's done. He dies in May 1976, with almost 98 years of age. He was a victim of... What's... How do you say that? Thrombosis. Blood clots. Yeah. He was a victim of blood clots, and his wish was to be cremated, and so that was. Yeah. And, um, he, like, had a memoir mm-hmm. that he, he wrote, and not... He didn't write it. He, like, narrated it to an author, and there's, like, movies and stuff about it. So he was a legend, but at the same time, not a lot of people remember him mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like with um, Brazilian crime and stuff, we only remember like the gruesome crimes. Yes. And it's like the the most the more horrible it is, the more um, it's remembered. Yeah, the more it's remembered, and the more people like keep referring back. To it, even if you know there, it's like past, and you know, it, I feel like here, um, if you, I mean, not mentioning like serial killers and stuff, because those are pretty um, popular and stuff. But if it isn't like 
a big mystery, you know, if it isn't like, oh my god, what the fuck happened to Maura Murray, you know, like, it's more like a who cares thing. Yes. And things, they last yes. a little, um, a little less time, I think. I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, it's like, last episode, like, he impacts people, like, on the personal level, but it's not like people keep coming back to it, and it's the, the, the media frenzy lasts literal years, you know? Like, there's some cases happening in Brazil right now that, I mean, we might yes. talk about later, but not now, that if things keep coming out, it keeps happening, it's like, oh my god, I thought this was done, but it isn't, you know? Like, it's still, and then yes. a couple of years later, the person gets arrested, guess what, they get released, and then there's more media frenzy, and more things, yep. mm-hmm. right? Yep. And it's it's something that, it's like a loop that is never-ending, and it's creepy, because people are like, you cannot be interested in this. But I'm like, I am, you know, come on, it's, oh. Yeah, not everybody gets it. Like, mm-hmm. we're not trying to, like, glorify things. No. It's just, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's more, I think, the interesting parts of the story, not the crime. You know, what what brings people to do this and the human aspect of it. Like, what, this guy was a serial t- thief. How many of those are there, you know? How many, con- like, three countries. He was on Interpol. You know, and then he went to Brazil. Yes, and he robbed all the way until he was, like, 80-something. I know, right? Like, what? Most, like, what? And ran away through the roof. I can't even, like, I can't even climb up the stairs too fast. Yeah, and it's like he fell, and it's like, oh, man, I think I want to retire. And Like, what? You know? Yeah, it's time for me to retire now. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was, like, very old. It's It's yeah. crazy, like. No, at, it's like amusing, but at the same time, crazy. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, guys. So oh. this is it. This is um, it. Oh my god, I just touched a part of my body that I had never touched before, and I'm not amused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know there was fat in here. Ew! Get away. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this is guys. We hope you enjoyed the yeah. episode. If you did, make sure to rate us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, like our posts on social media. I know, mm-hmm. like, we sort of suck uh, with posting on Instagram and stuff like that. But, like, I don't want to flood you guys with pictures of me yeah. or, like, pictures of, of you know, random shit. Mm-hmm. So I try to only post pictures that are related to yeah. our Podcast, I mean, we do like, our best, yeah. No, I was gonna say, it's hard to post a lot of things when mm-hmm. there's no feedback. Like, no one talks to us. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I'm doing a good job or a bad yeah. job, you know? And also, like, the uh, incentive for you guys to go check us out on Instagram is that for every um, episode that we post, we post pictures from the case. So, sometimes we'll mention them here, like, uh, you know, yes. like, like, unless we can mention the, not, not last week, but the week before that, I mentioned, um, the steel crib that they built for the little girl, and I posted a picture of that on my yes. personal Instagram, but on, um, at Suspiria, we, um, we posted pictures of the family and the, the, um, woman that killed that child and a picture of that kid, so, like, sometimes you don't know how to type things at google and you you know what i mean like you don't know how to spell things and you might not get that results so if you want to see pictures of the players of the crime or pictures sometimes like i think it was a a 
couple, not week, months ago, we did the alternative episode, and I posted a video of the, um, yeah, the clown attack happening. happening. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, how else are you gonna find anything? Like the the case of the the satanic um kids that got convicted that didn't get convicted. Like I posted a video of the moment they were um, acquitted. And you can see them, like, hugging each other and stuff. So it's interesting, you know, like, you yes. get some follow-up content for this main content that we're doing right now. So it's, you know, that you have some, um, you know, go go check it out. Like, you know, go check it out, like it, tell us if it's working or not, because it's, you know. Exactly. And if it's not working, you can always say, hey, I would like you guys to post more of this mm-hmm. or more of that or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we'll do it. I mean, if you ask nicely, if you're a if jackass, yeah, I'm exactly. not going to shit. Yeah, and if you yeah. um, like us on Instagram or anything, like, you know, comment and say that. Just say, like, hey, I'm a real person. Or, you know, like, I don't know. Comment, like, hey, emoji. Exactly. What's kind of. We, I think we had the discussion before, but I cut it out. Um, <laughs> comment, like, a specific emoji. The, the whole emoji. Comment the whole emoji on Instagram, and we're going to know you're a real person because it's too many bots. Or just people that want you, us to follow back. If you comment the whale one, I will know that you're talking about me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The sweet potato. <laughs> big sweet potato is just me. Yeah. The big sweet potato. <laughs> I eat a lot of sweet potato. Or eggs. Yes. Eggs. Yeah. I hate eggs. Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah. We have Twitter, too. Um, I always post things on Twitter. But, yeah. I, I mean, always. Sometimes I post things on Twitter. Uh, what else? Facebook is just a extension of Instagram, but we might start um, posting different things there soon. Uh, what else? Our email is SusperiaPodcast at gmail.com at if gmail. you want any suggestions, any cases that you want to see covered, any questions, anything that it's like, oh, it would be great if you guys talked about this subject. We're open to suggestion. My stomach is like growling, guys. I'm sorry. Or if you want to tell me, hey, I have this nice 30-year-old friend with a stable job (laughs) and a dog. Would you like to meet him? I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. (laughs) Thank you very much. So, yeah, guys. That was it. Carol needs to eat. I need to cook. And we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk to us. That's the moral of the story here, you know? We're just people exactly. sitting on their bedrooms in their closets. Yeah, my, my legs are hurting, and I do this, you know, because I like She's to suffer. She's trapped in the closet? <laughs> yes, I am actually kidnapped. Help! I'm just kidding, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. No, see okay. you later. All right, Ciao. see you later, guys. Ciao.